0: You are tuned into the free breakfast, and now it's time for the Raglan Fortnightly with Waikato District Councillor Lisa Thompson. Hello, Lisa.
1: Morena, Gary. Morena, how are you this morning?
0: Good, thanks. So, you're calling from out on the road at the moment if the listeners are wondering why I, um, it sounds am, a bit different. Yes,
1: yeah, so my apologies. Um, I'm on my way to here for a council meeting, actually.
0: Oh, right. Yeah, of course, because Waikato District Council is based in Nowa here. Um, right. uh, so what is going on in Raglan um, since we last spoke?
1: Well, actually, we've had some really exciting news. Um, uh, it was announced um, on Monday, actually. Um, NZTA uh, had an Innovating Strength Fund available while we were in lockdown. Um, and a group of us uh, from the Raglan Community Board, myself um, and supported by district council staff uh, put in an application for funding um, it's only a small fund of uh, seven million dollars but it's uh, for communities across the country um, who have an interest in uh, recreating their urban uh, streetscapes and we thought well this is a great opportunity for um, a collaborative approach on uh, designing our streets in Raglan but uh, particularly our main streets. And so we thought, why not? Let's um, apply for funding. Um, And we were really lucky. We were one of the um, successful communities to actually get the funding. Um, And so that's really exciting. So we got $270,000 for a streetscape um, uh, funding from NZTA. So it's all about... um, you know, communities designing um, streets uh, that are more suited for uh, pedestrians as opposed to uh, cars. Um, so creating, I guess, in a little bit, it'll be a little bit like um, how we've got in Garden Place, um, that shared space um, where there are cars and our walkers. Um, but this is also looking at um, the opportunities for things like um, maybe uh, when you have a night market. Being able to close the streets and um, really encouraging the community to, um, uh, I guess, take over the main streets uh, for pedestrianisation, biking, uh, walking, um, and you know, like skateboarding as well. So that was really exciting. Uh, so we were really thrilled that uh, there were 80 applicants um, and in the first round, and we were one of the 40 successful applications. So really stoked about that. So. Um, We released that to the community yesterday and looking forward to, you know, co-designing what that might look like, um, you know, over the coming months.
0: Congratulations. Raglan stands in quite good stead, doesn't it? Um, Because it already has a, you know, friendly sort of uh, pedestrianised feel to it. The traffic is limited to relatively slow speeds. Um, there are roundabouts, there are shops, there are you know the facilities that can allow people to to gather there and to you know share time together. Um, but um, with the ethos of the community, now this this fund could just mean amazing changes, couldn't it?
1: It, it is, and it's inexpensive. It's called, actually, and we wouldn't use this term uh, in Raglan because it, it, it's it's sort of like a really city um, term, but it's called tactical urbanism. Um, and you see those practices in, um, in action in um, bigger cities in the States like New York and other places where uh, communities have co-designed um, because you know traffic is going through an urban area too fast um, you know so they 've taken over the streets and you know painted murals on the road, put in planter boxes, um, those types of things that aren't permanent um, but give that um, uh, but give that opportunity for people to reconnect with um, their road spaces and particularly in the hearts of um, communities you know in main streets or uh, in those sorts of urban areas, that actually bring people back into the ownership of those spaces. Um, so it's exciting, and so you know, thinking about the things that we can do, that uh, they're not uh, they're temporary. Um, so we might have failures in some of them, but that's okay because they're movable. Um, and then the uh, and then we have the ability to actually monitor over time. It's usually a year um, how people how the community interact with that space, what's been successful and what hasn't been, and from a council perspective. Uh, then we're able to look at what are uh, the aspects that worked really well um, and what do we need to do um, in our long term planning to ensure that we keep those successful um, aspects um, there uh, given that it's a temporary initially temporary sort to look at um, how do we fund the parts that are successful uh, to make them more permanent so yeah it's really exciting and um, Gary, over the last couple of months, um, uh, there's been a really cool Facebook page that's been established for Raglan, which is photos from pre-2000s. Um, and there's been photos of um, Raglan Main Street before there were any houses, you know, uh, you know from the late 1800s. And, then, and it's tracked over time the changes in the community. And I guess if you were to look at Kirikiri or at Hamilton, uh, you know, if you looked at the historical um, pictures, you'd see the changing landscape. And oftentimes, you know, particularly I speak for my community, uh, that people are are afraid of change. You know, we want our community to stay as it was, but when you look at, um, you have an opportunity of looking at um, change through photographs, you actually see that communities evolve and are always changing. So this is another aspect of that. So I'm really excited, um, you know, moving forward to be working with the community on what what this will look like. Um, Yeah, so that's exciting.
0: I'm speaking with Lisa Thompson from Waikato District Council representing the Raglan Ward. Uh, Lisa, um, yeah, we mentioned there that um, people may feel a sense of trepidation about change. Um, Is that an issue in Raglan, though, or do people have sort of more of a a, a progressive mindset? Do they want to to reclaim that
1: space? People do. Overwhelmingly, I think I mentioned a while ago... Um, uh, we, over the last uh, four years, have been um, redoing our community plan regularly, naturally. And um, that came out in the early 2000s. And overwhelmingly through that process, what the community has been telling us is that they want more opportunities for walking, um, biking, um, you know, getting out with families um, and pedestrianising the areas that are busy, because we tend to in New Zealand Um, focus on spaces for cars. Uh, And I guess in our community, we're really lucky that in our main street, um, our road size is actually abundant. Even if you've got cars parked in the car parks on the side of Bow Street, you can still actually fit um, two vehicles down that on one side of the road. So we have a real abundance of road space that doesn't need to be prioritised just specifically for our vehicles. And then, of course, we are really lucky that we've got um, an abundance of green space in the middle of our road, uh, and then the connector of that that connects us with the um, harbour as well, and making that probably more explicit that journey, particularly um, uh, for uh, visitors and community, of course. And um, so, there's a it's a balance. There are people who. Uh, Yeah, they are hesitant and apprehensive about change. Um, But then we have to recognise that just by the very virtue that um, we're human and our population is um, as big as it ever has been in the history of humankind on the planet, um, that, you know, that different practices will need to be uh, embraced to ensure that people, um, you know, people can interact with our spaces safely. So I'm really excited and it'll be a journey that we'll be taking people on over the uh, next
0: uh, coming months. And just looking back at what you said about the space uh, that the road takes up, the space that the cars are able to take up, um, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that space would date from the era of horse and cart even, when it was a shared, was. a shared pedestrian and horse and cart space. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. And actually... It's, uh, in recent years, um, um, when Eva Rickard uh, had her uh, wakahuya shop um, in Ragnan and outside the bakery, they actually had um, um, uh, an area where you could actually tie your horse to um, um, a, you know a wooden uh, framework so then you could actually pull up with your horse. Uh, and tie your reins around it and go into the bakery and do your shopping, that sort of thing. So that was in recent times, probably in the last, you know, 30 years, 30 or 40 years. (coughs) Excuse me. And, um, yeah, so it definitely was in those days of horse and buggy.
0: Right, so we definitely can see that um, Raglan Town Centre is constantly evolving. Lisa Thompson from Waikato District Council, thank you so much for joining us for the Raglan Fortnightly.
1: Thanks you, Gary. Have a lovely week, hey? Lovely to talk
0: to you. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.